Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while. I've missed you dearly. Welcome into the Daily Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Trip, joined as always by my fellow host, Evan, at the Daily Wolves, at not D. Wolfson. Evan, it's been too long, my friend. It's been way too long. Uh, we apologize, but we've had some busy times in the outside world. But nonetheless, we've been following the Timberwolves. So I've tried to be active as well as Trip on social media. But we're just here to talk some Wolves basketball and kind of get back into doing more pods, being more interactive with the fans. We had a Twitter live. Thanks to everybody that tuned into the Twitter live the other week. But Trip, the Wolves pulled off a big win last night. Did you watch the game? And what do you think about it? Of course I watched the game. It was, uh, I mean, it was a classic example of everything you want out of D'Angelo Russell. Uh that fourth quarter was magical. I mean, that is, that's the guy you pay, right? And that's the conundrum that Tim Conley, Sachin Gupta, and, and you know, of course, Chris Finch and the coaching staff are going to be a part of that conversation. But, you know, it's one of those things. Like, classic D'Lo came to play, um, and he's that's everything you want out of D'Lo was, was last night. Clutch, hitting shot after three, after three, after three, and just being in the right spot on the floor high energy he took a charge i saw that on twitter that was funny with the locker room celebration but yeah just everything you could want out of delo and you know if, if this is if i mean it's almost like i wish i wish we had contract season delo every 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 year what'd you think yeah he was uh, unreal last night he was probably one of the biggest reasons why the timberwolves won yesterday I think back to the plan game when D'Angelo Russell won us that game. And I like, there's like the similarities there with what he did last night, just putting the team on his back, put like, he had like 14 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, He had like two points or three points at halftime comes out, ends the game with 25 or, and just did when the Timberwolves needed it the most. And they, really need it because right now uh with obviously Carl Anthony Towns being out that's a huge part of your offense that's that's missing and so to have a guy like D'Angelo really do that uh that was amazing man I I loved what I saw out of Russell and I hope he can continue it it's a maddening thing and then I've you know I've since you've known me Evan I mean I love D'Lo as much as probably anybody in the any NBA fan or podcaster or Twitter you know Wolves Twitter NBA Twitter guy on planet earth maybe other than Ben Steiner, our, our shout out to our dear friend, Ben Steiner. Yep. Give him a follow at Ben S T I N A R. Uh, had him on the pod. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen. He's a, he's a very connected guy uh, and just a good conversation, especially about D lo. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I would say um, it, it's frustrating because you know, it's, it's not an every night thing with him. And of course, you listen, every superstar in the league, and I'm not calling him a superstar, but you know, there's Giannis has bad games. Luca has bad games, but just it's it, the inconsistency is really frustrating because D'Lo, the skill set is everything you could dream of a point guard, you know, for this roster spacing, when you get cat back, you know, go bear clogging up the paint. Uh, when, when D'Lo can space the floor and hit threes and make the passes, um, at a high level, it's critical, but it's just, you know, it's one of those things where I just, I don't see it enough consistently. I don't know what Tim Conley's thinking. I I, I am in a situation where you traded for Rudy Gobert and you signaled that, you know, maybe you're not going to win it all this year, but you're, you're, you are ready to roll. You know, your, mm-hmm. your window started when that, the, the moment that trade happened. Um, and with that, it's to me, to me personally, 
I just don't see a pathway to finding a better point guard that can contribute on a playoff caliber organization like D'Angelo Russell. If I'm crazy, tell me, but I just, and then we'll kind of move on from the D'Lo talk, but every, again, last night, loved everything I saw, but to me, whether I don't know, I, I, what do you do? What do you do with him? I think it's hard because it's like you look at him and like you said, it's not consistent. D'Angelo's not consistent every day. And that's what you need out of him. And he doesn't always need to be a guy that's going to go out there and get you 25 points. But you want him to get you maybe 17 a game, but just play some average defense. That's what you're asking from. Come out, control the game and give you some average defense. Last year, I thought he played. He, he took a step forward defensively and he was starting to show signs and everything. But this year, it's like he just doesn't have any interest anymore in playing defense. I don't know if that's because Patrick Beverly's not hounding him in, in his ear, but like that's really the issue is like he's so bad on the defensive end that it's hard to justify even if he does have 15 points a game or and he has like good shooting percentages. He's shooting like the best in his career right now, by the way, but like that's hard to justify when it's like you're doing all these other things to hurt the team. So then there's the argument to be made where it's like, what a guy, if you traded D'Angelo for something, do you bring in another point guard who's more like what Shams uh, put out the other day, which is like bringing in Mike Conley or doing like a Kyle Lowry? And now I'm not really a big fan of bringing no. in Kyle Lowry if I'm gonna if I'm gonna state my point. Uh, the Conley thing only interests me because he's a couple years younger than Kyle Lowry and because he can play defense at an average level at least, if not a little bit above. He has playoff experience, and he really took Rudy Gobert's game to the next level when he played with them and unlocked Rudy Gobert in Utah. So they would have that familiarity, and I think that's what the Timberwolves have really struggled with, which is bringing Rudy Gobert into the party. So I could maybe, maybe have an argument for the Mike Conley thing. What do you think about that? I think he's not playing that well this year. Ten years ago, Mike Conley's everything you could also want, right? I mean, but what are you going to give up for him? If you're trading D'Lo and bringing in Mike Conley, is he really going to make this team better? I mean, I don't think so. Uh, And I like Mike Conley. I've met him when I was younger, and he's a really nice guy. Uh, And I'm a big fan of his game, but, like, let's be real. Him and Kyle Lowry are – I mean, they're still – Solid. They're, 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 you know, they're some of the better point guards in recent memory, but they're certainly not a, you know, 28 years old anymore. Yeah. You know? uh, so for me, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Why? You already got older with Gobert. Why bring in Conley? Well, the, the win now window thing is what we go back to. It's like once they traded for Gobert, it's like, hey, we're in the mode. There's no time to just like, reset if you trade d'angelo you're not just going to trade him for future picks or or something like that and bring in like some young player uh you're going to look to get a guy who can come and contribute right away because these next couple years are when you have rudy gobert before he starts to maybe fall off and you have carl Anthony towns in his prime yeah there's another window where you have anthony edwards and guys you know those young guys right like Jaden mcdaniels but Right now, they're in this tight window, and because of the trade with Gobert, we lost all of our picks, basically, and we just don't have anything. So that's the only argument. Whatever they do choose to go, doesn't matter if it's D'Angelo Russell. 
whatever trade they do make, it's probably going to be for a player who can come in and help right away. Like if you flip Nas Reed or you trade Nas Reed at the deadline, that's probably what they would look for other than like they don't want another pick necessarily unless they're using that to get a pick and then put another trade on the table and use that to get something as like a sweetener. They're looking to get players who can contribute veterans. Their their eyes are on the playoffs. And I think, you know, what's crazy is, is the team started off so poorly. We, we had all these problems with effort and we crushed them and we slammed them on here, which they deserved. But recently they've started to be, they've started to show consistency in yep. effort. It's not every night. We're still having those once in a while where they lose against the Pistons twice oh. or they, they have those stupid games that get everyone frustrated. But lately it's, it's starting to slim down. It's happening less. You're starting to see guys be consistent, especially guys like Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. Those guys are taking leaps. They're taking year three leaps, whether people want to admit it or not. And they're looking really good. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, It's a conundrum. You got two incredibly talented young players. I mean, Jaden McDaniels is, can he be an all-star? I think so. Uh, Anthony Edwards can be a top 15 player in the league. So it's, it's, it's ultimately a balance of the win-now window that you put yourself in with, with Rudy Gobert um, and, and balancing out the younger guys. And you, they're, they're in an okay spot. When you really think about it, they're going to be okay. You know, They can either ideally win in this window, and if not, they still have two young guys to build around. And so while it's not ideal in every aspect, uh, very few ideal scenarios in the NBA, right? That's in all of sports. That's how it is. You should, hey, Vikings fans, you should know that better than anyone. Your, your franchise is a joke. Um, but I digress. But um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think as we pivot away from this conversation, uh, to me, I think if you pay D'Lo 20 something a year and it just simply doesn't work out, you, you're going to be able to, tr- it's not like he's untradeable. He's a guy, you know, if it, it, I would sign him. I don't know what he wants. D-Lo, I mean, our guy, Darren Wolfson, who for my money is the best of the best in Minnesota sports media. I think he is top of the line, the best. Love Doogie. Uh, I think I saw him mention that, you know, he sees D-Lo here past the deadline, but beyond this year, you know, not so sure. Uh, not quoting him on that, but that's kind of my impression. Um, with that being said, I'd keep him. I, I don't know what else to do. I mean, like you said, the Pistons games were maddening, but it, it'll be interesting. Um, well, I think I think besides the D'Angelo uh, Russell trade or anything, if you're looking at that, the deadline probably going to be disappointed because the Wolves are probably going to hold on to D'Angelo Russell. Um, do you think they make any move? Well, that's what I was just about to bring up. So I think I think Nas Reed is a guy that could be moved, and I don't. I think the Timberwolves love Nas Reed. I think they love him, but they're looking at they're looking at the paper, they're looking at the salaries, and they're going. Anthony Edwards is about to sign a max contract. Jaden McDaniels is going to get a huge contract, way you know close to a max deal. Uh, you have um, Rudy Gobert on the supermax. You have Carl Anthony Towns up there in the supermax, and you're looking at it and you're like, how do we make room for it? Because Nas is going to get paid. Whatever team he's with, whether he's with us or a different team, he's going to be, you know, a backup center that's going to make, you know, 10, 12 million a year. And that's quite a jump up from Nas Reed this year, which he's he's making under two million a year. So that's that's a big leap trip. And that's where the Wolves are looking at it and saying, what are we going to do in that situation? Could you 
Um, cause people forget Jalen Noel, he's going to be a free agent as well. And so you're, you would have to pay Jalen. You'd have to pay Nas somehow. There's not room for everybody. One of them for sure is gone. Uh, and then it's like, you have guys like Luca Garza now, and you have guys like Nate Knight who are showing signs of playing well in those backup minutes. And all you need your backup to do is to come in and just, just please hold down the fort as best you can for a while and just, you know, do what you can. And I feel like those guys have done that and they're effort guys, they hustle. And so if they did trade a player, I think they would look at Nas Reed just because Jalen Noel's value is horrible. It's so low because he's played so poorly over the last month or two, but I don't know. Could you dangle Nas? Maybe. Could you use him as a sweetener? Probably. I think a lot of teams would be interested in Nas Reed and he's still so young and he's gotten better every year. I mean, I think Nas Reed's the most likely to get traded. I mean, I love Nas Reed. I think there's been so many moments this year where I'm like, man, he's playing his best ball, you know, of his short NBA career. Um, man, I, I, I would love to see Nas here long term, uh, but the Go Bear trade kind of doesn't help with that. Uh, just from a money standpoint, there's a lot of money on this team, especially like you mentioned those names, but also D'Lo or what do you get for D'Lo? Is that going to be a guy who's here beyond this year? Or if you bring D'Lo back. So I'm with you. I just, I get nervous because that's a guy you trade and a year from now you think, fuck, why did we trade him? Um, So to me, if we trade him, I want value. I want true value back. I'm not, I'm not unrealistic. I don't know what that value is. I probably should think about that a little more and we can discuss it next week's episode. But um, I just, I'm not trading him for second round picks or some nonsense like that. Right. I mean, um, and I don't know what that value is. I don't know how NBA, you know, teams view him. Um, but I, we, we have to get shooting or something in return. I don't know, but we, we can't just trade him just because we don't want to pay him. You know what I mean? There's got to be a positive asset coming back. Yeah, he'll get, he'll probably get moved. Like I said, not for picks, but for, for a player, just because of where the Timberwolves are right now in that win now window. And if he, if you're going to get more value for him, you're probably going to get more value uh, for him in a sign and trade deal when a team is more like yeah. desperate. Hey, you know, because in the off season, everybody's positive. Everyone's like, you know what? We can do this. We can push for the playoffs. They haven't, no one's played a game yet. You know, even the Rockets believe they can, they can win at that point. And so you can convince some, some team with a lot of, you know, with some cap space some young players that, Hey, you know what? D'Angelo's young. We, he's in his prime. We can take D'Angelo on and hopefully the gamble pays off. So I think a sign and trade is the most likely scenario for D'Angelo Russell if they don't keep him. Uh, but that's probably where you'd get the value out of him, if anything. Then the next so trip, then before we kind of start wrapping it up here, uh, I'm looking at the schedule here. The next two games back-to-back are against the Houston Rockets. Tomorrow night, Saturday, we play Houston. And then we're uh, – that's in Minnesota. And then we're on the road in Houston on Monday. Those two games – are must wins for Minnesota. And tomorrow I saw something. Um, Jabari Parker, Parker, is that his name? The rookie? <laughs> I don't know his name, but the rookie, he's out. Yep. And then on top of that, uh, Kevin Porter is not playing tomorrow night as well. That was just announced today. 
So two of their starters are out of the game. I mean, that's huge. That's you got to capitalize on the wins. These are must wins. And then they play New Orleans after that, who's missing Brandon Ingram, who's missing Zion Williamson. So there's a chance that Minnesota has this little gap right here uh, where they could really take advantage of it. There's no excuse not to win those two games. And, and the Timberwolves too many times in recent memory have laid an egg after big victories or just or they just fall flat no matter the circumstance. We're like, man, how did we lose to the Pistons? Like you just said, twice this year. These are games where I, it's no longer an excuse to say, oh, man, they laid an egg against those shitty teams because those games are going to start to matter at the end of the year when you're fighting for seeding. So to me, if you cannot build off of being down 14 against a very good Toronto team and winning and going to Houston, a team that's not good, rebuilding and very far away from being competitive and, and, and beating them by double digits, that's pathetic to me. I'm done with the lazy, you know, you know yeah, we just, you know, after one, I don't want to hear after the game, Finch, you know, we, we didn't show up today. That, that, stop. You're, you're all making millions of dollars to play the sport that you love, show up against bad teams. Because guess what? This roster has not proven that they're good enough to just not show up one night. Oh, they'll be fine. They're still going to be a top three seed. Build momentum after a double-digit come-from-behind victory. Win some games against bad teams convincingly because I'm getting sick of it. Yeah, it's it's so tough because every time, yeah, they – they look like they're building. They win three in a row. They win four in a row. And you think that they're, this is it. All right. This is what we heard all offseason. Here they come. They're going to be good. They're going to figure it out. And then guess what? Carlton Towns going to come back and everything's going to be amazing. And then they just lay an egg and do things against teams that you just cannot believe they do it. They just take a night off completely. And, you know, really good teams, they don't do that. They just don't. Yep. And those elite top four playoff teams don't do that. We're, we play like we're a bottom, you know, AC team a play-in team right now, and we just need to really just play consistent for all four quarters. We can't always give it up in the third quarter. We can't always have – we have so many turnovers. Our transition defense is absolutely atrocious. we got to figure it out, and that's an effort thing. We've got to want to run back to play defense. But there's also a lot of positives. I think the Denver loss was really a positive sign. I think that was one of the best losses of the year. And no one's for moral victories, but I thought they played really good and they were undermanned. And then they go out and they beat Toronto. I think those two games, those could be game changers and really helping Minnesota put their foot down, build a couple confidence, build against Houston, and then maybe upset New Orleans, maybe upset uh, one of the two games, take them in Sacramento. That's that's kind of what's coming next for the Wolves. And so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It should be interesting, though. Yeah, I Never thought it'd be an upset against the Sacramento Kings. Mind-blowing. Good for them. They're playing good this year. We got to give them credit, man, when credit's due. They're playing. They're a tough team. They're a tough team. Yeah, if only we used the package that we did to get a guy like Sabonis. Might be having a different conversation here. Right, right. The (laughs) last thing, literally the last thing I just want to say, Trip, before we kind of wrap it up here, and hopefully the people who are loyal and listening, this is definitely for you, but we're, you know, I'm going to put out the first uh, stuff. Uh, We're going to have a GoFundMe out there for a – uh, organization who's run by one of my followers. She's amazing. Her name's Nicole. Uh, she's on the board of directors for the Minnesota nonprofit that supports parents and siblings of children who have passed away. So what they're going to be doing is having an auction at the end of February and all the Timberwolves gear that we raise money for is going to be auctioned off and all that stuff is going to really help out those kids. So 
I will post the GoFundMe on my Twitter account. It will be pinned at the top of my profile. If you can even donate one dollar, I mean that would be awesome, right? Everything's towards the goal. I'm going to be throwing in money myself on top of what that is, and we just hope that we can help out some kids. And then on top of that, you know, spread the love of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Know that you know these kids should never feel alone. Trip, we have their back. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend to take any credit for this, guys. All credit is due to Evan. Um, I'm not involved in this specifically. Uh, Evan drove this bus, and he's leading the charge on it. So big kudos to you, Evan, and 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 just certainly um, as someone, you know, I lost my dad when I was seven, uh, so I grew up without a dad. So hearing about this from my perspective, you know, Evan didn't know that about me, but um, that's just to me that the fact that, you know, Evan's doing this, it's a big deal. I think it's a really cool thing, and trust me, um, you know, when I tell you guys, that type of thing goes a long way for these kids. Uh, feeling that love and support uh, really does. So it's it's really cool to see Evan leading the charge on that, and uh, certainly uh, kudos and and you know round of applause to Evan with with for you on that one. All right, well, it's been great having you. Um, I didn't know that about you, Trip. By the way, so that was awesome yep. hearing that. But uh, we hope the Timberwolves can pull out these next few victories. And Trip, until next time. Go Wolves. See you soon.